Hi, I'm Hugh Sisson. And I'm Al Spohler. Welcome to Cellar Notes. Hugh, there's a category of wine that I know virtually nothing about because I've only tried it once and wasn't crazy about it 40 years ago when I tried it. Uh, but that's sake. Yeah. And you've been looking into it, so you're going to open my mind, I think. I, I, I'm going to try to. It, it's uh, it's a definitely a growing segment in alcoholic beverages these days. Um, it's old. The beverage dates back to at least the third century and maybe even earlier. Wow. Sake is produced by breaking down the starch that's in rice into sugar. Right. And simultaneously fermenting the sugar into alcohol. This is, differentiates it from beer where the grain starch conversion and the fermentation are completely separate processes. Mm-hmm. So um, sake can be divided into two main levels. You've got standard sake called fut sushu uh, and premium sake called tokotai mesoshu. And if I apologize up front because I'm sure I butchered those pronunciations. But standard sake represents about 90% of the category Mm -hmm. and is almost always what you're going to see most often. Um, Premium sake represents about 10%, uh, and I'm only going to be talking about the premium sake. Okay. At the risk of oversimplification, what makes sake premium is the amount of polishing of the rice. So in in effect, in premium sake, at least 50% of the rice, the exterior where all the impurities would be, is buffed or polished away, leaving uh, a a very, very pure starch in the center, which is used for making the premium sake. Mm -hmm. So so that's why the price goes up, because you're wasting half the grain. Premium sake also falls into two main groups, junmai, which is pure rice, and hanjozo, which has an addition of neutral grain spirit. So, mm-hmm. um, and those are the two. St- those are the two main breaks. And then there's all these different styles. Um, well, commonly served or or historically served warm, um, premium sakis are almost always served cold. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, that that's a that's a shift. So here are three that I really liked. Uh, the first one is from a producer called Joto, uh, and this is a Junmai. Uh, the label calls itself the green one. Um, this is very pale gold, fruity, plummy aroma. It's super clean flavors. I mean, it's almost delicate. Uh, and uh, it's 15% alcohol. Uh, it's just a really interesting, you know, when you taste this, you go, wow, that's just such a clean flavor. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Sells for a fifteen ninety nine. Now, Moving way up the uh, the chart there is another one by the same producer, and this is called ja- Daijinjo, uh, and this is pale in color, almost colorless, but a really cool nose of sort of apple and sage. Uh, I just could see doing this with a lot of different, uh, you know, savory mm-hmm. foods. Full flavored, remarkably complex. This one goes up uh, to twenty six ninety nine in price, and then last I tried one from a producer called. Huhu Shu, and this is a sparkling sake. Um, and this was a pale pink color, a very soft effervescence, very fruity with flavors of stone fruit and slightly off dry. And all three of these definitely sort of opened my eyes. I have definitely learned there is much more to learn about sake, and I intend to dig a little deeper. <laughs> it sounds I promise like you. It. So uh, even though it's the highest price, my pick of the week was the Joto Daijinju. So. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, folks. We'll put it on the website. 
I'm Al Spohler. And I'm Hugh Sisson. You've been listening to Seller Notes, produced by Bob White for 88.1 WYPR, your NPR news station.